WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. This is the Firefly Funhouse, and I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, aka the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are. And it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Had I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. WildTalkRadio.com, brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also follow the regular where you can also subscribe the regular way. You can hang out and chat, or you can listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sorokin. We're here. We're live. Come to wildtalkradio.com, rockradioshow.com, or twitch.tv slash live to interact with us throughout the evening. And we got a fun one planned for you today. We got a lot of stuff to get in, in, into tonight. We have news, fake news, Undertaker stuff. It's going to be an eventful night. As someone takes a bite to eat, we're doing the intro. I got hungry and there's peanuts on my desk. It's okay. It's okay. We all get hungry. I was trying to mute. 
I know. I know you were. But you're the host. Can't you? You gotta talk. I was hoping you would talk longer so I could finish my peanuts. Well, you see... Normally you do. Like, normally you're like, you get all chatty and you do a full intro and I can sit here and I can munch on a few peanuts while you... while you intro. They're honey roasted chap. They slap. They're very good. Anyway, in case anybody is curious of the flavor of peanuts. Like, again, I know it's the salty and the sweet, but honey roasted peanuts are, like, the bomb. Just so good. So, yeah, so we have a lot to get into tonight. So I say we don't waste any more time when we jump into the news brought to you by our friends over at mbgfilmsyoutube.com slash mbg1211. Oh, my God. Can the Wall Street Journal just stop? No. At least, you know, they could be courteous and they could release this shit on Thursday and not on Friday. No, it's News Dump Fridays. Don't you understand I- this? I understand this, but it's really inconvenient for our show because we're talking about it a week later. Yeah, well, that sort of happens from time to time. Like, damn, y'all, you could at least be convenient to us. Sheesh. But yes, we are going to discuss it. There are more details on the Vince McMahon scandal, and they are quite scandalous. Um, So the story that came out last Friday was that it was discovered that Vince McMahon has paid a total of $12 million over the course of, you know, however many years to four women Mm -hmm. in exchange for um, sexual favors. One of the women, it is reported, was coerced. Reportedly. Reportedly. um, Which is not what you want to read and what you want to hear. Um, But I think we all kind of knew that eventually that would come. Mm Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Just given the nature of these stories and how this kind of stuff, like basically the way that it went when it described the events when Vince and John Laurinaitis were sharing and, you know, based on some other things that Vince has done on TV, um, sometimes <laughs> storylines are truer than, than life. Um, but yeah, so we're not going to release the name of the person because he did have affairs with talent. Um, the internet figured it out. We're going to be respectful to the person, um, because we don't know if it's 100% true or not. Um, but the person that was allegedly coerced was paid $7.5 million for their trouble. And then (laughs) big, big, big big chunk of change. And was then, um, let go when she refused to do anything else for them. No, I think the big chunk came afterwards. Yeah. Not before she was let go. It was afterwards. I think she had to not speak later on in life yeah so it's an unfortunate story um and i've seen a lot of people saying that vince has to go vince has to be removed from power well technically vince has been removed from power stephanie now is in effect running the company um but obviously vince is still very much behind the scenes and creative he's also the owner of the company so it's very difficult to remove him entirely from wwe because he holds the majority voting shares. so as long as he has that he cannot be overturned, essentially. Um, so it's a difficult situation, um, but hopefully cooler heads will prevail. Hopefully the Wall Street Journal will not release any more information on this, especially tomorrow, and we don't have to report it on it again, but it is an unfortunate situation. I'm so sorry to hear you know, that women were forced and coerced. You never want to hear that. Um, and hopefully Vince maybe decides to just step away entirely. I don't think that will happen. I don't expect that to happen, no. But I would hope that Vince does consider stepping away entirely for the good of the business, for the good of the family image, for the good of all things. 
Um, and this is just the women that he paid off. There is no report on how women, how many women he did not pay off. Um, those numbers were not released because you, you just, you just never know. You just never know. Like you just, you, you never, never know. Um, cause I will be completely honest. I was a little surprised. It was only four. I thought it would have been higher just based on all the years of watching wrestling and Vince McMahon. I honestly thought it would have been higher. I mean, that's a fair point. It's, and I'm not to say that he was he was screwing female talent left, right, and center, but there have been some other unconfirmed reports that, you know, somebody would write, walk into the writers' room and say that this woman needs to be pushed when she's not ready, and you know, basically the implication is that this person is screwing Vince. Um, there's also been several accusations thrown at unnamed talent who have been screwing the higher up to get their positions enhanced basically Mm -hmm. um so this is nothing new this is nothing surprising this is this has kind of been thrown around for years yeah um but like i said it is unfortunate that there is a report that at least one person if not more than one has been coerced in the past um because that's certainly not cool and he should answer for that somewhat beyond getting to pay 7.5 million dollars to get out of it like there should be something but i don't think i don't think there's anything anybody can do to him at this point beyond just publicly shame him which let's all be real it's vince he doesn't care yeah and publicly shame wwe so which again the they don't really care so hopefully nothing else comes out about this and we're done with it we'll see because mama's tired i think we're all tired of it um so speaking of wwe programming yes please talk about wwe programming you know specifically one program that we do a post show every monday night about 11 p.m eastern right here on twitch.tv slash wtr live and w and wildtalkradio.com ding Anyway, um, so Monday Night Raw and its TV running a little bit of a snafu on the news sites, Bart. Um, it was reported originally that Monday Night Raw was going to go to DV14 as of next week's broadcast. That is not a thing. It is not happening. Raw is still maintaining its PG rating. Somebody jumped the gun and reported that a little bit too early. Um, so there's a little bit of an egg on everybody's faces as a result. What happened was a memo has been was leaked internally saying that Raw's going TV 14. And well, guess what? They have not fully decided on a date if it were to happen. Cody Rhodes tweeted out a wink when all the news came out. So it's, you, you know, hey, I'm back. We can go 14 now. <laughs> hey, I see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not there yet. Could they move the TV 14? Yes. Will they? Maybe. Should they? I don't know. Because they still have... There are some restrictions based on deals with other countries and stuff where they get certain time slots because of their rating. Yeah. So they got to be careful of that. And just because you want it 14 doesn't mean you can get it 14 just based on time slots. Yeah. So they have to be, it's also stuff with sponsors as well. So they have to be very careful about how they, they move forward. Yes. Moving forward, WWE has a panel for their action figures coming at San Diego Comic-Con, so you can check that out. It'll be hosted by Sam Roberts and Ciampa with guest Zelina Vega and Cody Rhodes. Hey! So, my guess is called a hunch. We're going to get the first American Nightmare action figure probably at Comic-Con. It's called a hunch. Scoops, right here. Give them to you. Because I don't think Cody would be there without him actually getting, getting an action figure from WWE. You'll at least see the prototype, I would assume. There's going to be a prototype of the American Nightmare. That's just, that's my scoop right now. No inside sources, and I haven't talked to Matt Goldberg, I'm just 
Just throwing it out there. He's the mole, so you can believe him. <laughs> just give me the scoops. That's all. Just going to throw out some scoops, because we can. The Rockford Collection is going to partner with Charlotte Fleer to create the uh, Ashley Fleer Collection. Um, just as a, just so everybody's aware, the Rockford Collection is an engagement ring and ring company, so they will probably be doing engagement rings and wedding rings with her, because she just got married. Yep. So congratulations to her. McFoley has signed a new Legends deal with WWE. We all know, because he had to shut down his pro wrestling tea store. Yeah, he confirmed it. Like, yep, shutting down the store, had a new deal with WWE. Haha. <laughs> Peace. Next, buy my merch. Now go buy my merch somewhere else. Peace. Bye. Uh, WWE tryouts were announced for SummerSlam week. Yeah, they're holding uh, tryouts like they did at WrestleMania, and they, I believe they did at SummerSlam last year. I believe they're selling tickets to us as well, just so you can watch the tryouts. Biggie's going to be part of it. Um, who's doing better, by the way? Go, Biggie, go! Uh, he still has six months and nine month checkups, and then they'll figure out where he is in a year. So it'll be in March to kind of figure out where his neck is, whether it, the bone is actually forming and whatnot. He's fine. But it's like, if he's, as a normal person, he's fine. Athlete, got some issues. Yeah, they have to double check that to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Now, here's here's a rather um, interesting little story. So, Miss Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Bernardo, who has been very, very quiet since her rather abrupt departure from WWE. Yes. She's been announced for C2E2 as Mercedes Bernardo. Yes. From as Sasha Banks, quote unquote, and from the Mandalorian. So I also heard that she was charging thirty k per non wrestling appearance. I mean that's pretty cheap. I mean Is it's all. I mean it's a lot, but I figure. I mean Taker's doing what one fifty <laughs> or some ridiculous number. Taker, I think, was doing originally fifty per appearance. Okay. And then I think for overseas, he's doing it. It costs more because I think the 150 was for him to go over the UK and do stuff over in the UK. That's my what it, what it was. But K, I mean, it's a lot, but she's a hot ticket right now. So anyone bringing her in knows they'll make their money back on it. Yeah, and it's only for non-wrestling appearances right now. There's no wrestling bookings being taken, um, but it's an indication that. Potentially the release is inbound or it has already happened and she's serving out her no complete compete clause quietly. Like you, you, you put the high number so you don't have to do mom and pop comic cons. Yeah, no, I see what she's doing. She only wants to do the big comic cons. She doesn't want to go to, you know, your little itty bitty tiny one. She wants to do C2E2. She wants to do San Diego. She wants, she wants the big names. She doesn't want little, which I respect that because that's that's where she's going to make her money because she has to now market herself um, versus having the WWE machine behind her. So she has to she has to look out for number one there. Mm-hmm. Moving on to AEW. All that week has been announced for Chicago. So they're going to be doing Dynamite Rampage leading up to All Out, which will be on Sunday, September 4th. So backtrack your dates. I think it's, it would be the second and the thirty-first. So do the math there, figure out the dates for yourself. But there, and tickets go out until tomorrow, Friday, for um, All Out Week. So you, there's probably going to be packages where you can get tickets for all three shows, buy them individually. So if you really want to spend Labor Day week or the week before Labor Day in Chicago, you have three opportunities to go see 
some of your favorite talents from all elite wrestling. Does AEW go anywhere outside of Chicago? I'm just curious. So they're doing Chicago, Chicago week and then the, a New York, basically a New York month in September. Because <laughs> they have like three shows in New York. In like Buffalo, Long Island, Buffalo, Long Island, and then wherever the, the tennis place is. Or is the tennis place Long Island? Whatever, whatever it is. They're doing three in New York. It seems excessive. But... I mean it. Okay. Okay. Well, I get the New York ones. It. It's actually a money. It would be a money-saving one because you keep the trucks off the road and you're not really driving far. Yeah, that's why it kind of the way they do it. So I understand the New York area, but there's more places than just New York. Anyway, in the New York area, that's just that's just me. Yeah, you could. I mean, I'm just saying they just they seem to go back to the same places a lot, and they it feels like they're kind of oversaturating their market a little bit. But that's just me. We'll see. We will, in fact, see. Moving on from there, the Bella Twins have been announced to be participating in E's Celebrity Beef. I believe it's in this August they'll be appearing on it, so congrats to them. Congrats to them. Going back to the Rhodes family for a second, they announced the launch of the Rhodes Foundation, which will help underprivileged village youths be able to participate in sports they wouldn't normally be able to participate in, so that's really cool. Yeah, the Dusty Rhodes Foundation is pretty cool. The Rock is scheduled to serve as the Master of Ceremonies for Shark Week. Hey... However, The Rock won't be hosting the Emmys. Okay. Well, it, it came up that he was he turned it out turned it down because of uh, scheduling conflict, but he was honored to be asked. It was news that came out today. Yeah. Look at the Emmys trying to be all hip and cool. They they wanted Dwayne. I mean, everyone wants a piece of Dwayne. I mean, have you seen him? <laughs> he is the foundation of entertainment. Miss the the Mister the Foundation, sir. He's Mister Foundation, sir, of the Fortnites. Yeah. MLW. It, which is a new era premier fighting organization, announced today that their licensing partnership with Hot Topic, the leading omni-channel platform for music, entertainment, and pop culture merchandise, um, they basically announced a partnership that Hot Topic and MLW will bring merchandise, fashion apparel, and accessories of its most popular fighters to Hot Topic stores. Like I like how it goes. Hot Topic will have the license to write to the hit wrestling league, MLW. Okay. It's a weird, like, it, it's a... I don't understand the use of the word omni-channel. I don't get it. Like it literally, okay, this is the literal reading of it. Major League Wrestling, in, in parentheses, MLW, registered trademark, a new era premier fighting organization, today announced their licensing partnership with Hot Topic Inc. The leading omni-channel platform for music, entertainment, and pop culture merchandise, Hot Topic will have the licensing rights to the hit wrestling league MLW and its roster of popular fighters to offer fans merchandise, fashion apparel, and accessories. I do not understand omni-channel. Omni -ch what is the use of that word? That I don't even think that word applies there. I mean, it, it, it's omni-channel. It's a thing, right? I've never seen that used in reference to a store. Though, like, that's so bizarre to me. Omnichannel, also spelled Omnichannel, is a multi-channel approach to sales that seeks to provide customers with a seamless shopping experience. Whether they're shopping online from a desktop or mobile device, by telephone, or a brick-and-mortar store. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, it, it applies, but I've only ever seen Omnichannel used in a marketing sense. I've never seen it used... In this sense, where it's literally being a descriptor, even though it fits, it totally fits, it applies. It's just an odd use of the word to me. 
Because the word has a completely different meaning to me than what they're using it here for. So that's why I'm like, what the hell? Just what the hell are we doing here? But yeah, so congratulations to MLW. So, uh, but this is where I looked at the press release. Hot Topic Inc. is the leading omni-channel merchandise destination for entertainment music fans comprised of three unique brands. Hot Topic, Box Lunch, and Her Universe. Known for its celebration of individuality, the portfolio of brands offers licensed apparel, accessories, collectibles, and more that appeal to a diverse global audience. That's how they explain themselves. I don't think I realized they owned Box Lunch. Apparently they do. Interesting. Y'all remember when Hot Topic used to be cool? No offense to Hot Topic right now, but like I'm going to severely date myself and how old I am right like right here, but like does anybody remember when Hot Topic was where all the goth kids went to go get their stuff? Yes. With the spikes and the mm-hmm. the pleather and the chains and the plaid skirts and all the things. Yep. Okay. And now it's like the change in Hot Topic is just kind of like, what? What? It's well, not a bad change. It's just, I remember that you wanted to be edgy. You went to Hot Topic. But now, now, Lindsay, it's the omni channel for pop culture. I mean, do what you got to do to survive. Like, that's the thing is you started to see the flip over where, like, they started bringing in all the the pop culture stuff with the t-shirts and selling the t-shirts because i remember that when they did that because they started doing it in the early 2000s where they had all the different like i remember when they got the wwe license and you could go to a hot topic store and you could buy wwe shirts and it was it was like all right yay you don't have to go to shores or shows shores you don't have to go to shows anymore you don't have to order them off of the wwe and this is again going to date myself catalog that they used to send out. Oh, um, the WWE catalog. Oh, yeah. That they used to send out like once a month or some shit or once it was a quarter a, or something. It was in the mags. It was in the mags. That's right. It was in the mags and you get the mags once a month. Um, But yeah, like you didn't have to order it through WWE and you could buy it from Hot Topic. And it was actually, I think, like marginally cheaper if you bought it at Hot Topic than if you bought it from WWE. I think I remember that. Maybe, maybe unless because you're buying in the store, you're not paying for shipping. It, yeah, I think so because you didn't get free shipping at that point. But yeah, I'm just completely dating myself on how old I am. But like, I just remember that about how topic. Like, you walk by it now and you're like, oh, it's like, okay. oh, honey, you were a thing. Yeah, it's like if you wanted to be cool or edgy or like you wanted to like you know disobey your parents, you went to Hot Topic and you bought stuff at Hot Topic, and then you got your little like spike bracelet or. You, whatever and you walked around (laughs) did you have a spike bracelet i didn't i wanted one (laughs) i wanted to be that little edgy kid but i just didn't have the balls to do it but yeah no fun times did you did you have a little spike bracelet hell no okay hell to the no i said we go to break actually since we're going down memory lane real quick Mm mm-hmm because it's, it's giving me a trip, Spencer Gifts. Yeah, that was a place. That was that was an experience. Yeah. You'd always go to the mall, and you, at least down here, you'd go to Hot Topic and Wet Seal and Spencer Gifts. Okay. I don't think it, I don't know if anybody knows what Wet Seal is. No, I, don't I have know if no it's, idea what you're talking about. It's like a bougie clothing store, basically. It's, it's, it was peak early 2000s fashion. I'm just going to say that bad fashion. It's like basically Forever 21, but worse fashion. All right. And you went there if you could not afford the Gap. Oh, what was the Gap? 
or Banana Republic. Well, let's all be real. Nobody could afford Banana Republic. I don't think anybody can still afford Banana I don't Banana think Republic. anyone wants Banana Republic. Let's be real. They, their shit's gone downhill. They used to have nice things. Everyone used to have nice things. Everyone used to have nice things. And then clothes just kind of went downhill. Hey, we can bring back early 2000s fashion. No. Although I still think I have some butterfly clips somewhere. Pretty sure I do, actually. I still act... Okay. I still actually have some of my makeup from the early 2000s. It's it's horribly bad now, but I still have like one of the eyeshadow like stack things. <laughs> I'm making gestures as if people understand what I'm saying, but but, but basically it's like eyeshadow and eye glitter and stuff like that that's in like a stacked column and you just basically unscrew the part of the column that you want to open the the thing that you want to get to. I still have that. I need shit i need to go through my makeup um <laughs> it's it's literally like it's in a tup or um a rubbermaid like drawer thing in the top of my spare bad bathroom closet like i have two of them just sitting in there that they've gone through like four moves at this point because i just cannot bring myself to throw this shit out because it feels wasteful you have a problem. I do have a problem because to me, I sit there and I look at it, and it because all the all the glitter's gone, right? Like all the all the glitter's gone, but the eyeshadow is still really good because it's just powdered eyeshadow. It doesn't it doesn't go bad. I need to go look at it. Let's go to break. <laughs> so anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the complete opposite of powdered eyeshadow. Well, and butterfly well, clips. I mean, are we? He had eyeliner. Eyeliner. Okay, let me put it this way. 2000s eyeshadow where it was bright cobalt blue and silver and shit. And eye glitter. The complete opposite of that. We are going to talk all about the Undertaker A&E Legends biography that aired this past Sunday. And we're going to review it for you. Um, Brock and I have both watched it, so... We look forward to talking about Uncle Taker just a little bit more, but you're going to have to wait till the end of the break to hear about it. So you're listening to The Rack right here on WallTalkRadio.com, and we will be right back. Did you know you can use support a creator code Rodkinsock in the Fortnite item shop? That's on O-C-K-N-S-O-C-K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. Every week we jump into the world of Awesome! With the Rack Extra Reviews, Ms. and Mrs. This one had to go out and buy all the toys. She lifted my foot up, stuffed it straight up my ass, and said, I don't care. Kid gets toys. Yeah. Check out the Rack Extra Reviews, Ms. and Mrs., available weekly at wildtalkradio.com and rackradioshow.com. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. If you want to hear a story, give me a hell yeah! 
Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin as they give their opinions on what they liked, what, what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show, what? Monday nights, what? 11 p.m. Eastern, what? live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line! Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Greetings and salutations, listeners. This is Christopher Daniels, and among many things, I am a pillar of society, an inspiration children everywhere, and the man with the rear that makes the girls cheer. And what I like to do on my off days is listen to the rap on Wild Talk Radio. And now, you are too. WildTalkRadio.com, brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out, youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also... You know, subscribe the regular way, follow, hang out and chat, listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place. And I was so bitter until I found Twitter. Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling. A hundred what you give in my addiction starts to climb i go to refresh my timeline because i won't stop tweeting no more no more it cannot wait i'm sure you had to go take a picture of that didn't you yes why i just I'm low-key judging you. What do you mean? Why are you judging? I have the Undertaker one somewhere. 
the one where it's Undertaker and Kane together, mm. and they're on the cover, and it's like Dead Man Inc. or whatever. I have that somewhere. Uh, of course you do. It's Undertaker and Kane. No, I just I because I knew where one of the magazines were, and I was like, let me go see if it was in the the, the catalog was in. It. I was like, yeah. So I had to share at Mac Radio Show on Twitter. All right. So we we can provide you know context to what we're talking about. Because we're old. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're fucking old. All right. Cody Dow shows off finally his verified check mark that he's been waiting for for forever. And he goes, eh, didn't really want it. And then he tweets his best friend, Zach Aguilar, and he goes, look, bitch. And Zach responds, but are you also verified on Instagram? Koi's like, I'm literally going to throw up. Koi's girlfriend, Laura, tweets out, he's been asking me what it's like to dare to date a verified Twitter user over and over since yesterday. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the, this, the awesomeness. I needed tweets. Twitter was not funny this week. I'm so- sorry. Social clout. Social clout. He's got his social clout. Anyway, that's all I have. Go ahead. Pool shirt. Pop mugs TK chair on Tarkov. He felt super shitty for killing Genticles. Um, and I almost got a, T- a triple TK with an impact. Genicles, I sent him a DM saying these things are just part of the game. I don't want him to feel bad. Dr. Lupo, you're turning into me. Pool Shark, I think they nerfed impacts. It, it 100% should have been a multi-TK. Um, let's see, where are we? Caleb Braxton, to the guy who just sped past the cops that was already pulling me over, causing the cops to change courses and come after you instead. Thanks. That's a solid right there. They did her a solid. And finally, Courage JD. Want to get ahead of this now. If I look shorter than Tim the Tatman, Nick Merckx, Ninja, Cloaksy, Dr. Lupo, or anyone else in pictures this weekend, then it's because I hurt my back and can't stand up straight. I'm standing at about 5'9 right now instead of my normal 6 foot plus. Okay, sure. Uh, you, you don't believe him? I just, I, I question everything. Uh, uh, as you should. I mean, it's, it's courage. Because they're going to the, the Tatman tailgate i expect many shenanigans and many um drunken escapades to occur at this thing probably anyway tweet week all right so let's talk about it the undertaker so this past sunday on a and e they aired the much anticipated wwe legends the undertaker biography it was led into or led up to by a one-hour interview with The Undertaker, which was pretty cool. Um, And then they went into the documentary, which is a solid two hours. And I compliment them on the two hours. It's really an hour and a half without commercials, but it's a solid biography. It's nice and long. It's very extensive. Um, (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) That's what she said. Um, it has lots of really good interviews with Taker. Um, he's in it quite a lot at speaking and telling his story, which is nice, especially mm. a lot of the early stuff. Yeah, he and told he, he told a story. And they frame it around the Hall of Fame that he's going into the Hall of Fame, and then they look back over his thirty-plus year career outside of WWE and inside WWE. Um, we met his mom. We She's did. So cute. It was fun to get to, to hear from his mother on this on this thing. It was fun to see his mother give him sass. What are a we lot, talking about? A lot of sass. It was a lot of sass. So much sass. Oh my god. She was just like, no, I'm not having that. Like she, I, When she straight out said, I didn't like The Undertaker, he was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he's, he's like, 
<laughs> like he actually was shocked. Like he stood there and sputtered for a minute. He's like, I don't even know what to do with that. And she's like, he was mean. <laughs> Which for the record, I think his mom, I believe she's either a hundred or she's close to being a hundred. She's, she's in her nineties. I know that. And she looks fantastic. Like she looks great. But yeah, his mom is so cute and just, just the sass, just the level of sass that was provided from his mother. It was great. We need, we need more Undertaker, Mama Calloway interaction sass. We just need that in the world. It will never happen, but God bless that woman. In part because she also raised five sons. Good Lord. Big kids too. Big ones. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of like early, early stuff from him. They did a lot from his childhood, which we we haven't really necessarily gotten to see before. Um, and they talked about him growing up and going to wrestling. And he said it's actually funny because um, his mom worked in a funeral home and she used to take him to wrestling. So really, it's all her fault. Yeah. It all happened. Um, but yeah, it was, we heard some, some of the same stories before. There wasn't a ton of new information in this, but I liked how they did it. I liked how they framed it. But we, we have to talk about something. What in particular? Mark cut off the goddamn rat tail. But it's his look. All due respect. All due respect. Please. If you're going to walk around with a, with fake hair, okay? Like, you're going to walk around with your fake rat tail hair thing, braid, whatever the hell it is. At least ombre <laughs> your hair so you don't have two-tone going on. Like, get a balayage, get an ombre, get something, sweetie. Because walking around in a baseball hat with your, with your beautiful white hair sticking out, and it is beautiful. I would love to see it. I've waited years to see for him to have white hair, like not see his hair completely dyed. Because anytime he appears in public, anytime, his hair is always black. That man's been going gray for 20 years. I want to see the gray hair. Um, Got to see it a little bit in this, which made me very excited. Um, But yeah, the, the rat tail was just the black rat tail was just, that's got to go. At least, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. At least if you're going to do it. Get, a, get, like, one that matches your natural hair color because nobody's going to judge you if you walk around with gray hair at this point. Like, nobody. You, you can, you, you don't have to do the thing if you don't want to. But, yeah, that was, like, my one complaint is that he's got gray hair, which you can tell he's not shaving the sides of his head. Unless, unless it has to be a public appearance. Unless it has to be a public appearance. But in this, you can tell that he had not saved the sh- shaved the sides of his head because it's all kind of awkwardly grown out and sticking out from under the cap. But you know that, like, the top part is long because it's connected to the the ponytail in the back. And so, like, he's probably just got this beautiful white hair all around his head. And it's either half dyed on the top with the dark thing or it's just white on the top. Because I'm not sure if he uses permanent or temp dye. I assume it's temp dye. But I don't know. Like there, there was there was a hair situation going on there that I'm very thankful he wore a baseball hat for. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that was my my one complaint. But what were your thoughts on it? Okay, so I liked the entire concept of it. They told the stories well. I liked the interaction with Bruce Pritchard. He told some good anecdotes about the the, the Taker's career. But it was all kind of stuff you knew. But they're retelling kind of stories and, and like. That's what this whole documentary was. It's like, we've heard a lot of the stories, but you got a little bit more details on them, which, mm-hmm. which were good. I don't like how we gloss over a certain decade 
of his career that just sort of things happen. I know it's there's not much drama there, and like all the drama was in the '90s and everything like that. But there's a lot of story that of the Undertaker that they don't look back on because of the way WWE creative was and how it changed. And we kind of went from oh hey we're American badass now, and then oh yeah we're we're we're, we're the Undertaker again. Like, you would want to know, like, I would like to hear more about why we turned back into that. Why we went in that direction again. Because they, they just sort of glossed over. They glossed over a lot because you can only tell so much in two hours. But they kind of always, like, they even glossed over some of, like, the Hell in a Cell stuff and all that, all, all that, which they normally get deeper into. But there's a lot more to his career because, like, they, I think it was Stephanie mentioned or, or someone mentioned, like, he's 30 years on top. It was Heyman. Heyman. Heyman was really good in this. Yeah, Heyman gave a lot of really nice insights. Like, he's the only one I felt like I heard new information from. It was like, he was the guy who got Taker to the call with Bruce and how with and Vince and stuff like that. He was kind of the person who started it. Yeah, I like how Heyman was like, I had a contract with WCW. I, I violated I, that contract. I, I breached it for The Undertaker or Mark Calloway before Mark Calloway was a thing. I believed in him. See? Look at me. I believed in him. Um, so I wish there was more detail in certain aspects of it, because it's like a biography of his career, so you want to know more than just one little section. It's like, you could do like a three-part series on just The Undertaker. Here's the early 90s. Here's the Attitude Era. Here's afterwards. I would like to know more afterwards. That That's my biggest complaint. Even about the last ride, we, we never had afterwards. It's kind of interesting how they consistently skip, like, the American Badass up to about 2010 that whole like 10 year period in his career where they don't discuss it much and i know like rock said it's not as sexy and i think part of it is is i don't think that was a terribly wonderful time in his life um and so he probably does not like to discuss it much that's just my take on it is um I think he had a lot of up and, ups and downs. It's like the late 90s. I know that was not a fun time for him. So I think they kind of like, they get up to about, they always tell the same story with him and they did it here and that's fine. Um, where they kind of get up to like either Hell in a Cell or Kane and then they sort of like just gloss over the ministry and they gloss over the American Badass and they gloss over their change back to the Dark Side Undertaker and then we go from about 2000 to hey, I end of an era. I wrestled Sean and Triple H for four years. And like, so that's what, 2015? <laughs> no, earlier than that. 27. 2012. When was 27? 2011, 2010. So two years before that. So 2008. So yeah, so about 2000, like 99 to 2007, 2008, they sort of just gloss over that whole period. And they don't really, or really from like the Kane feud up to 2007, they kind of like gloss over the rest of that and don't talk about it as much. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of with Rock. I would like to hear more about that. Um, I do like that they went a little deeper on End of an Era, and they talked about End of an Era, and you got Sean and Hunter and Taker's perspectives on that, um, and how Taker really considers that the finest in his career. All right. Intern Guy says May, May 27, 2011. Intern Guy says that? The intern, yeah. The intern guy. Okay. He's stat checking. Well, if the intern guy says it, then it must be true. Oh, we're going to talk about what the intern guy said then here in a minute. Keep going. I may need to play Fall Guys. Well, we'll get oh, there. He... Don't, don't, don't click. Wait. Don't click. Don't click. Okay. Wait. All right. I'll Wait. close the window. Nothing loaded. Wait. We'll get to that. Let's finish this. 
Okay, let's finish that. Okay. Anyway, um, I will also say they did a very nice job of, I'm going to say, tiptoeing around the minefield that is breaking the streak because they did flat out admit it was a mistake to do it. And when I say they, I mean Bruce Pritchard and, in effect, Michael Hayes admitted that it was a mistake to do it. Taker's I, kind of indifferent on it at this point. Yeah, he, he doesn't care anymore. But I think there is a little bit of regret there still. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically they said that the streak really probably shouldn't have been broken. But they kind of very tastefully avoided saying that, you know, maybe it shouldn't have been Brock. And he, he, he made the comment, yeah, I, what was it? Michael Hayes said, yeah, Taker went, yeah, Michael. They changed the finish. Because apparently there was a lot of back and forth on it. Apparently they they weren't sure if they were actually going to do it. And then Vince made the final call, I guess, like they said, like that day. I think it was like an hour before the match or something. And only a handful of people knew that the streak was going to break. But yeah, it's they, they were very, very clever and very good in sort of tiptoeing around that and addressing that. Um it was just, it was interesting how they did it. And it was interesting also when they brought up his family, because that kind of came at the end, and he talks about his kids, which was really sweet. Um, and how they, it, it, I don't want to say it was bad how they framed it, but it was just very interesting how they framed it, where basically he talks about how he has older kids and then how he has younger kids. Mm-hmm. Implying that he, you know, basically was married and at some point got divorced and then married again with Michelle and had kids with her and how he's getting a second chance to be a father and how he feels. I think there's a lot of like a lot of um, issues. I don't want to say issues, but regrets, regrets surrounding, you know, not being there for his older kids and not having the experience that he has now with his younger children um, because he was always traveling. And he admits that, that like, basically that was the sacrifice that he made was, you know, he gave up raising his children with, you know, with the, his respective wives to pursue this dream of wrestling, um, which I thought was nice. It was, it, like I said, it was, it was very curious how they did it, but it's like, he's like, I love my kids and I love, you know, being a dad and, basically it's and michelle's perspective was really interesting on this where she's like yeah we're we're still he's still learning <laughs> we're still working on we're it we're still working on things like he's still basically learning how to be mark because he was the undertaker for 30 years that was he would live the gimmick he lived the life and he's had to learn how to be mark and the biggest concern when he was going to retire was could he be would he be okay with being just mark does he know who just mark is yeah and he's been had to figure that out and get comfortable with that. And I think that's why we've seen a lot of like false retirements with him was because, you know, he was thinking about it and he's done, but not really because he's not really ready to let go. And they didn't allude to the fact that there were the false retirements, but basically there he, he was like, I knew when I was done, legit done. Yeah. And there were a lot of conversations about, you know, with Michelle between him and Michelle and him, and I'm sure between him and his family about what's best for everyone and trying to do the right thing. And so, cause he is by all accounts in this, a man of honor. He is, a, he is a good person. You know, he wants to do the right thing. He wants to do right by everybody. He doesn't want to hurt anybody with this decision. So it 
it was difficult for him to retire. And I respect that because it's hard to let this go. Yeah. Like 30 years on top. And he could be on top for another five to ten years if he wanted to. Easily. But he doesn't want to be carried. Like, they made mention that it's like the Undertaker can walk out there at 90 with a walker and people would still cheer him. Because it's the Undertaker. It just has that much to it that he could still do that. But he doesn't want to. Like, he wants to, he wanted to retire with dignity, with dignity, and I think he did that. He did. But overall, this was good. Mm-hmm. I liked all the interviews. I do want to, I did want to ask this. Yes. Because I know it's not the thing, but do you remember Kane's portion of the interviews? Yeah, how he's his idol. Was that the Bray Wyatt barn in the background? No. It looks like the Bray Wyatt barn. Like, I, the exact setup for it. I don't know. I don't think it was. It looks like, they, they did the interviews in, like, really weird places, too. Like, they had Taker in, like, this... I want to say it was like a factory or it was like a airline airplane hangar or something like that. Like it was a weird sort of background. And then they had like Kane in a barn and Pritchard was in the the boardroom of WWE because of course he was. And then they had everybody else like in their houses or whatever. But it was just it was interesting how they did all that. And then um, I liked the start of it where he sits down and he gets comfy and he's undone his shoes so he can be comfy. Or maybe he never laces them. I don't know. But they start right off the bat where they're like, what does it mean to be the Undertaker? And he's like, y'all, the hell? You want to start with something hard? Right. That's not cool. So, overall, a good documentary. It was a very good documentary. I'm looking forward to seeing the other ones. Um, The next one upcoming, for anybody that's curious, is going to be Goldberg. That will be live or that shouldn't say live, but that will be airing on Sunday at 10 p.m. Or no, excuse me, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can. Okay. But but if you haven't watched it, go watch The Undertaker one. It's very good. It is very good. Okay. Before we wrap up tonight, because we're about to wrap up, mm-hmm. this is where we're going to say, hey, Fall Guys is a thing. It's it's in the Epic Store, and it's free to play and do all the things. Okay? Do I get to click the link now? Lindsay, you can click the link now. Chat, she's clicking a link. Here. Oh, no. No. Wait for it. No. Wait for it. No. Wait for it. Talk about it. No. Explain it to the people. They have Undertaker Fall Guys beans. Why? So the leaks of Fall Guys. God, we're doing leaks of Fall Guys now. Feature The Undertaker, Asuka, and King Xavier Woods. God damn it, you assholes. You can't release this right now. Genshin 3.0 is coming. It's going to be expensive for me. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Lindsay So that's one. And I don't think Brent has seen this, and I can't put it on the Twitter because it, it's, it's a video and, and stuff. So not only does the Undertaker get a skin, he also has a custom winning celebration that uh, Lindsay will describe for the people here in a second when she clicks the link. Oh, there's, there's, another, there's another link. There's, there's another link. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) When you win a crown, what what happens? He kind of does a sit-up, but he kind of doesn't do the sit- He does- Okay, it doesn't have the snap. It needs the snap, where he just, like, does the really aggressive sit-up. It doesn't have it. I mean, it's cool, because he kind of, like, floats up, and he's all, like, limp and shit. But then he, um, stands and he looks all badass and stuff, but, um- it needs the snap. Needs the snap. The lay and snap. Like the bend and snap, but Undertaker. But Undertaker. Got it. 
Got it. So Undertaker's coming to Fall Guys, which means we can, we'll do a Fall Guys stream with the Undertaker skins if we all buy them. Epic. Epic. If you're in the sound of my voice right now, put him in Fortnite. Thank you. You good? Doing God's work right now, that's all. Manifesting it, that's all. Manifesting. I am manifesting the Undertaker being in Fortnite because they have two skins, two bases that would work for him. Give me WWE. Give me the WWE skins. Give them to me. I want them. Because I, if they do, if they put an Undertaker skin in Fortnite, I would buy it just to have it. Yeah. Especially if they do the variants. Like if you do multiple variants of Taker, give me goddamn American badass Undertaker in Fortnite where I can run around and do stupidity with him. Because imagine having Digital Mark Calloway and you can make him do all the TikTok dances. It is that man's worst nightmare. And I want it. Please. But with that, I think we're done. We are done. So you got stuff to plug, so plug away. Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, Fortnite with friends. Midnight ish Eastern, CB Radio. CBRadio.com, GreatGreatRadio.com. Sunday night, 17 Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night's the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. Check out the Rock Extra Reviews, Ms. and Mrs. Season 3, Episode 7. Now available, Episode 8 will be available probably on Wednesday. Do all the things. We'll be back next Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Rackets Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. Prime Day passed, but hey, you still have Amazon Prime, which you can link to your Twitch account, and it's called Prime Gaming. You can support the channel by clicking that purple rectangle button below the screen. You can also use Creator Code Rocket Suck or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store when you eventually buy your Undertaker skin or whatever. And the, the, the new season skins are in, in the shop now. So go buy them. They're cool. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lynn's Ward, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can go check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lynn's Ward, where I play Genshin Impact and Fortnite. And maybe Fall Guys. We'll see. If I can do it on stream. The music bothers me, so it, it, I have a hard time playing it for very long. But I may play a little Fall Guys on stream, just because why not? I can. Um, and you can also check out my YouTube, lensward.rockradioshow.com. Speaking of YouTube, go to youtube.com slash mbgfilms1211 to check out Matt's very fine content, because he's an awesome friend of the show, and we love him very much. And you should go watch it, because he's awesome, like I said. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rock right here on MalltalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye. WildTalkRadio.com